Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive. Uh, this will be our final morning show. Yeah, I guess it is. Our final hour of our final morning the show. Penultimate, uh, yes, actually, yesterday was the penultimate show. This yeah. is penultimate's a big word now. Final show. Yeah, that wasn't a word when I was a kid. It's a big word I'm now. I'm pretty sure it was a word. Yeah, there's some <laughs> things that have been invented since then. Like, I didn't know avocados existed when I was a kid or brought brought worse. I mean, there's a lot of things that have been invented since then. Some of them are fruits and vegetables. <laughs> But anyways, we're back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, starting Monday, right? Yeah, and then once the regular season rolls around, we'll be back every to day. our every day. Four to six. We'll be grinding. Heck yeah. Absolutely. We'll bring in all the Steelers news. As I often like to do on this show, Matt, I'm going to hit you with a question now that we haven't talked Ooh, about. Bring it up. Let's go. Just to get your natural reaction. This is Matt right, Williams' right, right. reaction. Boom. Here it comes. And we did not talk about it off the air. So we did I have not no idea whatsoever. what you're going to bring up. So we are just talking about quarterbacks and quarterback money. Yes, is quarterback the most is it the most important position in any sport? Yeah, I really think so. I mean, it can't be basketball. I mean, I think having a star in basketball is at least as important as having a you know a dominant quarterback. But it could be Akeem or Isaiah or Jordan. You yeah. know, it's not a position on the field. They come in all sizes. They come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't know the other sports nearly as well. But Some sure people will argue like, hockey goalie. I was thinking that too, but they don't play every game. I, you know, I would have to ask a hockey expert, but I think that they do not demand unbelievable salary like quarterbacks do. That some people think that they're sort of interchangeable unless you have a star. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty obvious in our you know as a hockey fan, having Gretzky, Lemieux, Sid is more important than having the stud Hall of Fame goalie in terms of raising cups, you know. And they still only play a third of the game, maybe, right. you know, including yeah. power plays and things like that. quarterback touches the ball yeah. every single play. That's it can't like, be baseball, right? The, I, I'm of the belief, and my, again, my son was a pitcher, pitched yeah. all the way through college. But it's only one every five I days. would never, ever, ever pay money to a pitcher in baseball. Because they get hurt so much. Well, they only throw, they're on the mound once every five games. Mm-hmm. You're paying, you know, some, these guys, these some of these pitchers who are getting, you know, forty million dollars and things. You're getting like a million dollars a start, right? <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Well, I mean, I guess quarterbacks do too. <laughs> they do, but fewer starts. It's fewer starts, and they play every game. But they're playing, playing every games, single right? game. You're out there for now. It's going to be seventeen games. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen, the quarterback position is one with the protections that are afforded to these guys now. This is why the league protects its quarterbacks. Because they're so important, right? They're so important to the team's success and failures on yeah. the field. This is, you know, when, when people talk about the 2019 season and what the Steelers did, well, they went 8-8 eight eight without Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. It's historic. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen like that. Uh, I mean, if, the, if MLB could protect their pitcher's arms better or their star hitters or if you could – Say the Lemuse and Crosbys of the world could get hit less in the way they do, or Jordan right. gets be- rules bent for them. It's kind of the same thing, you know. You want your stars out there. Baseball, like, I guess I'm so naive in baseball, but Mike Trout's been like the best guy this generation, right? Yeah, and he's not really won anything, correct? Correct. I mean, he's he's one hitter that comes up four times a game, and that's great, but. You can pitch around them and, you know, things like that. Yeah, there like are things that, right. that you can do. You can't pitch around the quarterback. No, right, right, right. Like, as good as Bill Belichick, like everybody says, Bill, Bill Belichick will take away what you do what best. What you do best. You can't take a quarterback away. No, without question. I mean, you, you said you wouldn't pay pitchers 
But isn't it a huge advantage if you have a huge, a great staff? Absolutely. But do you pay one guy? Right. You know what I, mean? I mean, if you're going to go out and sp- like people, you know, we we're in Pittsburgh. People complain about the Pirates not spending money. Yeah, they're a joke. I'm, I'm just not spending. A, I'm not giving a pitcher thirty or thirty million dollars a year. Okay. Because it's just. They get hurt a lot. They right? get hurt a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of stress on the elbow. There's a lot mm-hmm. of stress on the shoulders. And again, they're only taking the ball once every five days. Yeah, yeah. But they con- nobody controls any game as much as a pitcher does. It's though. the most important position in baseball. Right. It's a, it's a, and I think a pitcher controls a baseball game more than a quarterback. Absolutely. A great game. you know, great pitching will shut down, you know, mm-hmm. I I still coach baseball and sometimes yeah. you run into a buzz a pitcher who's just hey, we could we could go out there and with not, we're not winning you know, this game with yeah. a bat that's a foot wide. <laughs> if you could swing it fast enough, and we're yeah. not hitting that guy, <laughs> and they can control. You know, we can pitch this guy outside so he can't pull it on us. And, you know, things like you that's can why you dr- you draft pitching. Okay, and so you got to get it from somewhere. You, though. you draft and develop those guys. You and don't then send them, them on their way. You don't give them their second contract. Okay, let the, somebody the else coal money or yeah. Whatever. Let somebody yeah. else pay that money because it is what it, it is. What it is. There's a lot of stress on their body. I'd rather have a home run. If I'm going to pay money, I'm going to pay it to a guy who puts knocks the ball out of the park or drives runs in. Mm-hmm. That also brings fans in. You yeah, know? I mean that's it's popular, but it, la- it stands the test of time. More right. Yeah, I mean, great hitters, yeah. the Pujols or whoever, they've lasted forever. Probably, but even will be at, great. even at, like that, that's one of the things. Like these, you know, the we talked in the previous segment about the contracts given out. Pujols mm-hmm. got like a it was a ten year, all guaranteed, of course, all guaranteed. I, I want to say it was two hundred fifty million dollar contracts. So maybe I'm thinking of a Rod's contract, whatever yeah. it is. They were historic at the time. They're though, historic right? contracts. Um, there's no way any player is ever going to live up to a ten year commitment from mm-hmm. I want and and I know the Chiefs gave Mahomes a 10-year deal right I don't know what the end of it's like right in terms of getting out of it or changing things around uh, and and it doesn't preclude Pat Mahomes three years from now when somebody's when three or four quarterbacks move past him in the right in the pay scale from coming back to say hey let's renegotiate oh he's thing. gonna be 10th before you know it yeah if he sticks with this contract and, and I'm sure they know that or go into him to restructure next year as part of the deal right but no, but I, I think the answer to your original question is yes. It's quarterback. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I can't think of a single team sport. Now, you, mm-hmm. could, you could look at, you know, individual sports and things of that nature. Well, that's, you know, obviously he's, you know, a golfer is the most important well, guy on his team tennis, because he's a one, team right, of one. Right, of course. Uh, but, no, I mean, it, it's without a doubt quarterback, and that's I mean, why I they – I think it's soccer goalie or an yeah. elite scorer on, in soccer. That's why the quarterback pay scale is what it is. Right. They're different than everybody else. You know, they almost should have their own salary cap. Uh, that's where I was going with this. Yeah. Like, even Ben – like, Ben Roethlisberger's talked about this in the past where he thinks that quarterbacks, because of the importance of the position mm-hmm. – should be different than everybody else. Should have their like, I, and I don't know how you would set that. Right, because what if you draft the Dak Prescott? That should be an advantage. Right. You, you can't give him thirty million the day he becomes a starter just because he starts his you know the eighth game of the season as a rookie, or Zach Wilson or Fields or one of those. Or maybe guys. maybe the way around it would be, when you're setting your salary cap, you get one exemption, a guy that doesn't yeah. count against your cap. Mm-hmm. And you can pay that. It, that could be T.J. Watt could next be, year. Could be, that could, could be, be a defensive Aaron, It would be Aaron Donald right. in, in L.A. But you only get one. And then your quarterback counts against your cap. Right. Yeah. And most people make it to quarterback. Right. Quick question I meant to ask about your original question. You know basketball better than I do. Would you rather have the best basketball player slash scorer or the best quarterback? Which one gives you a better chance to win championships? I bet basketball. 
Because only five guys on the court and they play a ton. It depends on the score. Does he play any defense? Does he rebound? Well, you get your pick of NBA players. LeBron in his prime or Gian, whoever you want right now. That's or Mahomes. It's a pretty big advantage to have the, to have the basketball player. Because they never leave. And you they can never isolate them one-on-one. On one. Yeah. They play, you know. Jordan won a lot of championships. Right. LeBron's won a lot of championships. Kobe, you know those guys. Because there's only five on the floor. There's only five on the floor. So Whereas I think the, that's a bigger advantage. Yeah. But that doesn't mean there's a position. It's advantage. not. Yeah, it's right, positionless. Right. It could be anybody. Um, you know, it could be, could be your center. For could, a while. Yeah, it yeah, could right. be your center. You know, Will Chamberlain was unstoppable in mm-hmm. his day. Um, Kareem and Shaq and you know, right. No, I hear you. But it does seem like, you know, on the ice any given time, I'd rather have Lemieux than Mahomes. But then he sits on the bench for two thirds of the game. Yeah. You know, so I'm not sure that dictates it as much, you know. But I think basketball, if they play forty some minutes or whatever, it's hard to beat the stud. But I, the best I, guy I think court. that that waiver or that lo- that roster exemption for the one guy. Yeah, I've heard that kicked around before. Have you? Too. Okay, I just, yeah. I just thought of that. Oh, did you? Yeah. You know, there'd be some teams like who would Washington pick? You know, might be like Brandon Scherf instead of franchise. Well, any, yeah, anybody, anybody, instead anybody of who's your highest paid guy. Would you get rid of the franchise tag then? Yes. Or keep it? I'd get rid of it. Okay. Maybe, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, some teams wouldn't love it, but the, the Mahomes and Rodgers and the guys that hold the quarterbacks would love it. I mean, you would work out for I the Rams. I might lower the salary cap a little bit because of that. Which I think you'd have to. You'd have to. Maybe we don't raise it as much as it, you know, because it still has to fit the percentages. I'm looking for loopholes in the deal, though. So. If you have a super rich owner that doesn't care at all about money, you could screw the whole pay scale up, though, especially if a guy becomes a free agent and pay them ungodly money. But then you can't do anything with anybody else on your – like, that's why I'm lowering the salary cap a little bit. I mean, so it counts against the cap. We're not raising it up as much. But you're saying one guy doesn't count against the cap. You get an exemption for one guy against the cap. So if Steve Hutchins – or Reggie White becomes a free agent – and I pay him double what any defensive player is making right now. Doesn't hurt my cap. He's going to come to me, and then the ne- you, then you, Bruce Smith becomes a free agent. And says I want Reggie White money. But you're going to have to carry that on. Can you can you carry that on your roster? You still have to fit the rest of your roster, right? Under your cap. So do you have a quarterback? I'd say if I don't have an expensive quarterback, I could go get anything I want on the open market. But I guess it's, not that many of those guys. It's bad hit business. The, uh, yeah, it's, not that many. It's bad business. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking like, you know, Dallas going and buying Deion Sanders and people like that. You could buy someone for a year, make him your exempt, but then Troy's not making it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, right, right. And, and you now, upset, there's probably a way to you make upset the apple cart in your locker room, too. Like, Oh, yeah. Big time. If this guy's making as much as the rest of the defense, I mean, that's uh, that was part of the thing I was thinking about is – you don't want somebody just to, uh, you know, be worth half of what the team. And I'm sure there, you know? there would be a dumb team out there that would do it. Yeah, there would be. It wouldn't a help desperate them win. team or something yeah. like that. Go gets an incredible player. Puts him out, you know, a team like Jacksonville that doesn't have a huge contract. Let's be honest. Most of the time, those players such as Reggie White, mm-hmm. th- those are once-in-a-generation guys that hit the open market. Yeah, I had to go back 20 years to come up with a— <laughs> With a, Reggie a, White, with, yeah. Right, right. I mean, Kirk Cousins Actually, doesn't more than that. Much more than that, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was a teenager, basically. Yeah, there aren't many that change the, the the league landscape that hit the open market. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Schreff, Jack Conklin doesn't count. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? <laughs> and Walt, I was going to come up with Hutchinson. You know, but that was a long time ago too. You know, the Walter Jones of the world don't hit the open market. Yeah. So fair I, enough. Yeah, so it's a conversation. 
I, I think it's possible to do it. I think it's something that I don't. I don't know if they would get the NFLPA to sign off on it. I don't know if they'd like it or not. Yeah. I mean, like the, right now, if I think if you dangled that carrot and said, "Hey, we'll get rid of the franchise tag to, to do this," to have an exempt guy. Yeah. Well, the top one percent of the league would vote for oh, it. Oh, absolutely. They they all going to get. You know, the, the top one percent. The top one percent of the league are the guys who voted against the the last sure NFLPA contract. Like, what would Rogers have been asking for if that were the rules, or Wilson? You know, one of these guys that's not happy that is the highest paid guy. You can give him everything. You can give him a piece of the team. Yeah, interesting though. I mean, like I'm th- sitting here thinking about the Steelers. It'd been very useful the last couple of years to have been not, not counting against yeah. the cap and have the cap a little smaller. TJ would be fine, but you'd rather it be your stud quarterback that's leading you to double-digit wins right. every year, you know. But then, you, if you're that team that doesn't have, that's not paying the quarterback big money, you could make that somebody else. At some point, the quarterback presumably is going to get big money. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sitting here thinking of Cleveland. Will, Ideally, will Baker become that guy, even though it's Miles Garrett now? Right. You know what I mean? You would hope. You you know. I think it would. I think it. it would allow for less of what we saw this past off season where you saw a lot of veterans getting cut loose mm-hmm. for teams to get under the cap because the cap went down. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and that, that, that middle class, you know, we, we talked about this uh, last week that the Steelers don't have that middle class. They're not alone. They had that. to purge themselves for the, basically the middle class because of their cap situation. Mm-hmm. Well, these guys aren't as valuable as these guys. So we need to get, See, that'd be a big thing. If I were part of the players association was we need a middle class. There's too many qualified football players on the street that deserve two, three million. We just talked, we we're watching the, the, the top 100 list yeah. and KJ Wright was on there. Yeah. And he's a free he's, agent. He's on the, he's still on the free agent market. Right. Ingram and Turner were free agents. Not the t- long top ago. 100 player. And he, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Steelers have gotten, they, they signed two pro bowl guys, former mm-hmm. pro bowl guys and on the open market. And there's probably 30 Justin of them Houston out there right still now. On the open are, market. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there's probably many of them out there right now that need, a break or, you know, people don't have the cap space. But it happens every year that that middle class doesn't quite get what they deserve as a quality starter but not a special player. Because there's a cheap uh, – There's a lot of cheap – yeah, there's cheap labor comes in Cheap labor coming right? in, yeah. Every year. Every year. Yeah. So, anyways, we're going to take another break. Okay. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. Uh, you're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. <laughs> Williamson and I'm at the on ESPN they had their uh, SB Nation uh, come up with a comeback player or bounce back player of the year for okay. each team oh for each team okay for each team so I thought we'd run through some of these names yeah we'll, yeah we'll some of them with, are injuries or yeah. down years or whatever COVID I'm sure some in some cases in. Yeah. right right so we'll start in the AFC North since of course the Steelers play in the AFC North for the Ravens the guy is Kevin Zeitler not bad that would be big for them. I would kind of put Al in that conversation too. Yeah. New team near nearing the end of their career, uh, being counted on for valuable snaps. Yeah, that's a good one. They had uh, more candidates, I think, for that than you could look at Lamar to a certain degree. Yeah, in that regard. I was thinking Patrick Marquise Queen. Brown. 
Uh, Patrick, I don't know if he counts. I don't know if you count Patrick Queen though, because he's his rookie year. You can't have a bounce back year when you when you've never been high. <laughs> yeah, you, you know that, that. What are you that, bouncing back from? Right. That's what I was wondering. Like, do those guys? You know, who do you want to step up? Is a different conversation. Yeah. Than you were playing at high level, dropped, and now you need to get back up. Now they get a couple candidates. You're right. Uh, for the Bengals, it's uh, Chidobe Ozier. Not bad. I was thinking a lot of their defensive players they invested Anybody in. on their defense, yeah. Yeah, you know, Reader. He was playing well. Joe Mixon. hurt. Mixon to some degree, without question. Um, yeah, they got a plenty of candidates. The whole defense is littered with them besides Bates. For the Browns, it's Odell Beckham. Yeah, that's the obvious one. Like every year. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the obvious one. I mean, maybe you could even do a – well, I guess this, that's kind of like the Queen conversation. I was going to say Greedy or Delpit, but they've never done it They've never, pl- they've never yeah, done right, anything. Right, right. No, Odell's in – like the poster boy for this. Yeah. Uh, for the Steelers, it's Trey Turner. Okay. I mean, he's been injured, and if he can get back to Pro Bowl or near Pro Bowl level, that would go a long way to helping this line. It's it's funny to me, like, the the Ravens get, wow, they signed Kevin Zeitler. Um, who's better? In their prime, who was a better player? Trey Turner. Yeah. Who's better now? You know, one got him cheap, one got him the second free agency open for big money. Three three years, $22 million. Right. I'm not sure I'd rather have, but for the buck, I'd rather have Turner. Right. Yeah. And Turner's a much younger player. Zeitler's 32. Yeah. yeah Turner's yeah. 28. I'd say he's with 28 or 29. Okay. I mean, who's who's more who's likely be, who's to more have likely the bounce back likely to bounce here? back is probably Turner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a good point. No, so, it doesn't get the same credit that the Ravens signing. No. It does, it, they it, fixed their line. Yeah. They found Yonda's replacement. Yeah, no, I get right. it. He played bad last year, but yeah, and how, how hurt reason. was he? I don't right, know. Right, right, right. And did anybody on that Chargers line play well? I think, no, that's I, – I there's think, a carryover there. And I, I, I had this discussion with somebody on my message board on, on DK Pittsburgh Sports asking me about how – you know, what was what were Schobert's uh, problems last year in Jacksonville? He didn't – he didn't grade out very well. Now they're no. looking at the PFF grades. That's and all that everyone kind of shortcuts stuff. that. Yeah, I looked at that too. I'm like, eh. Uh, I looked it. up his, his stats on Pro Football Reference, mm-hmm. and he gave up a higher completion percentage last year than he had, and a higher passer rating than he had. Okay. Here's the difference, though. When he was in Cleveland, his depth of average depth of target was like 8.1 yards hmm. per. Do no, they have that on Pro Football Reference? Yeah, that's interesting. His Average target depth of target last year in Jacksonville was like five point one. So everyone's it's quick hitters. Quick hitters, dump offs the to the back and the right, right, right. Those are easy completions. Of course, you're going to give up more catches. Yeah, yeah, that makes you're sense. You're closer to the line of scrimmage. They, they ta- it's probably even coached to do so. Yeah, crosser, they complete it, tackle them, six yard gain. It's on third and seven. It, you know, and so much of it's what are you being asked to do in that defense? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, thought you were going to say something like, "Boy, he had no pass rush, so he had to be in coverage." Well, that didn't longer. help either. Yeah. I mean, it's a team game. You're playing two games a season against Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. That, that's going to affect things. You know, I mean, like back to Turner, there aren't many instances where four linemen are bad and one on, on the offense is just a stud. And yeah. you know, does, it just locks everything down. <laughs> like, it's a unit. I mean, like, right. it, it rarely does one guy just shine. And, it's just, you know, they run a stunt on you, and the other guy was supposed to pick it up, and now the guy's running past you, mm-hmm. and you get – well, so he, he blew he blew his, right. his block there. Yeah. It wasn't my block. And again, <laughs> pro football focus grades leave a lot to be desired. And um, I know this for a fact. That's the, in the two spots for, in, in particular. Offensive coverage. line offensive line playing coverage. Yeah. They have no idea what the guy's responsibilities Knowing are. Knowing the assignments and the rules and the checks and I pass this guy to this guy. 
I, I don't think that they know that. And and those are the ones that people quote the most because they're the most. Well, they're the hardest ones to. Because nobody knows is that guy good in coverage or he's bad in coverage. Right. Wideouts, we say, well, he scored this many fantasy points and he has this many touchdowns, and I have stats that are quantifiable. Yeah. You know, for years, the the, or, the argument know. about the Steelers' cornerbacks was, well, they're giving up all these these eight, you know these catches in front of them and they come up and tackle. That's, that's, what, that's, what, they're, that's what they're told to do. That's how they were drafted. To, yeah, don't to let do the ball those, get over right, your head. Right, right. I mean, they're going to make plays on pass rush and yeah. And I'm not bashing Pro Football Focus because I'm almost certain every team has access or subscribes and uses their data and, and finds it as a useful resource, but none of them care about the grades. No, the grades they, don't they, matter. They really bit. don't. I mean, if you ask Kevin Colbert, but he didn't grade well, I'd be like, I don't, I didn't even know he I'd never <laughs> looked. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he doesn't know or care about that one bit. Nor should he. No, no. Uh, let's look at the AFC East here. Um, the Buffalo Bills. The guy's Matt Milano. Hey, he was hurt a lot last year, yeah. and they gave him money. Talked about this a million times. They're the perfect example of two every down linebackers that is a foundation of their defense so they can stay in nickel. The interesting thing here is that uh, the, the writer is Marcel Luis Jacques. Uh, says Milano has been inconsistent throughout his career. Would you say, I don't know if I would say they that. They love him. They just gave him yeah. money. He's really good in coverage. I don't know if that stays inconsistent. For the Dolphins, it's Byron Jones. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they gave him big money, which was probably too much money. You it's know, the, in the it's free always agent the market. problem with, with going out in the free agent market. A guy's going to a new system. Yeah. Does he fit in the system? You're right. And are they quite as hungry after signing a big deal? And you're up in age. You can't pay for past performance. That Dolphins offseason two years ago looks horrendous. I mean, yeah. they're like they've spent all kinds of money, and they were the dream team that won the free agent mark or won the offseason. Well, they didn't, they have nothing to show for. Interesting it. that you say that because the Patriots guy is Kyle Van Noy, one of the guys, he another was, guy that the Dolphins paid. They just got for cheap because yeah. Miami gave him big money. Everybody for one assumed, year. well, he's he's going to his former defensive coordinator's defense right. here. He should be fine. And he, was, and he wasn't. wasn't bad. They just they gave him all kinds of they way, way too much money for yeah. him, right? For a role player. For the Jets, it's LaMarcus Joyner. Yeah, he kind of fell off last year, and their secondary needs all the help it can get, too. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the AFC South. For the Texans, they had to name somebody here. <laughs> Justin Reed is their guy. Okay, I honestly don't know if he had a good or bad season last uh, year. Well, he's pro, they're using pro football focus okay. grades here. Said he graded out a 60.7. I mean, I'm not sure how a safety would grade well on a horrific defense. On just an awful right, defense. Right, if you have to cover all day long. Yeah. And, I mean, I think he's one of their found, I mean, he's one of their best defensive players. Uh, I mean, if you not, had to that's take, saying a whole that's lot. That's not saying a thing, yeah. right. Uh, for the Colts, this one's obvious. It's Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was sense. awful last year. I would think like Darnold Wentz, guys like that are uh, slam dunks. For the Jaguars, it's Shaq Griffin. And he was a guy that mm. a lot of people looked at and said, oh, he's going to get a ton of money on free agent market. I'm not sure why. Yeah, their defense was bad in Seattle, too. They probably overspent on Griffin. Um, big corner that has had success in the league, but last year wasn't his best year. Yeah, he's not going to be for everyone. No, no, he's not. Uh, for the t Titans, it's Roger Saffold. I think he had some injuries, too. He did, yeah. Yeah, he's been a high-end guard that I mean, doesn't You could have put Taylor Lewin on that list, too. Yeah, good point. I mean, I mean injury derailed They need him, him to mm -hmm. come back. And they're and breaking a new tackle in uh, Dylan Radunes. In the AFC West, uh, it's linebacker Alex and Alexander Johnson. Yeah, he's a decent player for them. <laughs> Fangio hasn't got this done with Denver. 
but he wants the Willis Bowman. I right. mean, ideally, he wants that. That and Johnson's the closest thing they have to it, and they just have never really gotten him for him. For Kansas City, this is an interesting one. It's one Thornhill. He was hurt. He, a had, fair he had a big last year. like yeah. everybody was raving about him his rookie year. Rookie year, and then then was hurt a lot. Yeah. Uh, they have a lot of those versatile safety cover men, Mathal types, and that's important for them. He was good. Honestly, they could have put anybody, a lot of guys on their deep. Frank Clark should be on that list. Frank Clark's a perfect one. Yeah. He would have been my pick now I think about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the Raiders, Casey Hayward Jr. Yeah, I mean, he's been hurt here and there. And I don't know if he's capable the, of bouncing yeah, back at bouncing this point in his back career. To, right. Yeah. That ship may have sailed. Yeah, he's 32, I believe. That defense needs it, though. Yeah. I don't know that 32-year-old cornerbacks bounce back though after yeah. eight years. He wasn't a super gifted guy to begin with. For the Chargers, it's Brian Balaga. Again, they needed him. But Filer, I mean, Filer's ability to play right tackle has value for them in case Balaga doesn't bounce back. They could bounce him back out. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the uh, NFC East. For the Cowboys, it's Jordan Lewis, cornerback. Mm, okay. I mean, you could do like Blake Jarwin or Tyron Smith. I don't know that or... Jordan Lewis – is capable of, I think Jordan Lewis is who Jordan Lewis is. Yeah, he's a smaller, feisty, slot-type corner. I kind of like him coming out of Michigan. He's been fine. Yeah. For the Giants, it's Will Hernandez, the guard. Yeah. I don't know if he fits the league anymore. He's a big, thick, you know, barroom brawler that Sa- isn't light Saquon on Saquon Barkley would have been a good one to put on. <laughs> Saquon Barkley would have been a good one, yeah. Or even Nate Solder coming back. Right, or, yeah. I mean, they had a lot of them, yeah. For the Eagles, it's Fletcher Cox. Did he was good. Great, he wasn't the lead. Wasn't Fletcher Cox? Well, yeah, last year. right. And they're very dependent on him being Fletcher Cox. Yeah. Uh, from Washington, Terry McLaurin. No. I don't see that at all. No. no, he was great, and then he got greater in his second year. What's he's he done? Nothing wrong. Again, they're using the Pro Football Focus grades, which I don't care one bit about. I don't either. I, but I if he would have had, if he'd have been in Kansas City, how about the safety for them? Uh, uh, Landon Collins. Landon Collins are paying him a ton of money. Yeah, it's not a bad one. I'm sure you come up with McLaurin's our best player, basically. Yeah, uh, and he's been playing an elite level. A really bad quarterback. Yeah, how much of that was his fault, and how much of that was their quarterback? No, that's a bad one. Uh, for the Bears, Desmond Trufant. Yeah, he's kind of at that point of his career that you mentioned with uh, Casey Hayward. Casey Hayward, like, like I don't know, probably if his... ship has sailed. Yeah, can you hang on for another year and get something out of him? For the Lions, Tracy Walker, the safety. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they've changed their roster so dramatically. Yeah, I, I don't know who you can hang that on. The offense is totally different. Uh, for the Packers, this is actually a good one. Preston Smith. Yeah, he was kind of maybe a salary cap casualty you know, portion of his career. Big contract. He's been good, just not quite up to that level. Yeah. And Rashawn Gary's coming on. and you know, For the Vikings, this is an obvious one as well. Patrick Peterson. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of a – we've brought up a couple corners, and it makes yeah. me think of Hayden. You know, do you really want to invest in these guys? How many of these corners actually bounce back? Yeah. I bet one. Right. You know, yeah. the, the odds aren't in their favor. Again, it, I think the thing working in Hayden's favor is that his game was never predicated on speed. Right, right, right. You know, Peterson was the It's always been above and, the right. neck. Yeah, yep. For the Falcons in the uh, uh, NFC South, Grady Jarrett. I, he's another I don't one. know the Grady Not his Jarrett. fault. No, I don't know that he, he gets doubled every play, year. and he's their best offensive player by a million miles. I think if Julio Jones were still on the roster, it would have been Julio Jones. Yeah. In fact, he would have been a good one for the Titans. Probably come with 10 guys on defense, too. Oh, without a doubt. You're right. Yeah. Some of their alignment as well. For Carolina, this is a good one. Again, another cornerback, A.J. Bouye. 
Yeah, bounce around the league, up in age. A couple teams have turned their back on you. Darnold would certainly qualify, too. Yeah. Uh, Although he's the, never played at a high level. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> it's not like Wentz. Yeah. What's he bouncing back to? Right, right, right. Uh, for the Saints, it's Marshawn Lattimore. He's been up and down. Yeah. I mean, I think that might be who he is. I think he's an inconsistent it's, it's, The fact guy. that there are so many cornerbacks on this list just shows you how difficult it is to play cornerback at a high level in this league. It's really hard to stay amongst the best or to be consistent year after year. And even the pro football numbers would show, focus numbers would show you that that there's a new lead dog every year. Every you know, year, it, yeah. it's hard to maintain it. Yeah. For the Bucks, Chris Godwin. I don't think he was down. He was injured a lot. He wasn't as good as he was the year before that, but I don't know that that was his fault. No, necessarily. I, I mean, if he were, to, I think he's free agent after the year. If some team paid him, I'd say I get it. I mean, I don't know if I pay a receiver, but I get it. I also could see AB being their best receiver this year. Yeah. You know. Uh, moving quickly to the AFC West or NFC West, uh, Chandler Jones for the Cardinals. Yeah, sat out the whole year. Was making us think about his contract. Could have been JJ Watt on there as well. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, for the Rams, Tyler Higby or AJ Green or AJ Green. <laughs> yeah, uh, who was Tyler Higby? Higby. Oh, has he ever been down? He's okay. He wasn't as good last year as he yeah. was the year before. He, he wasn't as impactful, I should say. That two years ago stretch, though, he finished the season like he was Gronk. Yeah, you know, he's <laughs> never going to get to that point again. Yeah. For the 49ers, Eric Armstead. Yeah, when Buckner left, he was just good, not with, great. Could have gone with Jimmy G on there, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They had a lot, so many injuries last year. You could pick up any of them. Many How about of them. this one? For the Seahawks, Jamal Adams. Hmm. Interesting. The guy they just, just gave, gave a whole bunch of money. Of money. Yeah. I, I don't know how he grades, and frankly, I don't care. But I don't know that he's any less impactful than he was in previous years. Could he Tyler Lockett have been on that list? Probably. He I think Lockett's re- good. He, he wasn't is. real consistent, though, last not year. Not consistent, no. If you at look all. at his production, his, his season overall looks great. In total, But much yes. of it was in three games. Yeah, that's very true, and that's killing him like in fantasy drafts right yeah. now. But their whole offense was a disaster the last six weeks or so. Yeah, I think so as well. But that's uh, that's the list that the yeah, NFC bad. or the NFL Nation came up with. Uh, he is Matt Williamson. I'm not Dale a ton Lally. of Steelers I'd pick. No? You know what I mean? No. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. Maybe Juju. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad one. Yeah. You know. But uh, anyway, so uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. When we come back, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We'll do that right after this. This is Black and Gold Fan Heaven SNR. Matt Williamson. It's time for the Fantasy Football Focus. And uh, this being the last show of the week, and I know people are starting to draft. Oh, yeah. It is the season. They're firing up here. I thought we'd go through some ADPs here, Matt, and uh, figure out who we like and who we don't like at their current ADP. What's interesting, too, is this is a much bigger subject. I'm sure we'll cover it you know, over the next couple of weeks, is a lot of ADPs are changing just off the one game. Yeah, drastically. You know, Miles Gaskin didn't play with the ones. They'll change as I drastically after this week's game. This week will really change. I was going to say is don't overreact to the first preseason game ever. You know that this guy's not crazy. running with the ones or yeah. all that. But pay attention to the one coming up. 
I'm not going to do a lot with the top 10 here. We know who they're, I'm looking here at CBSSports.com's mm-hmm. draft averages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's McCaffrey, Cook, Henry, Kamara, Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, five, Devontae Adams, six, Aaron Jones, seven, Travis Kelsey, eight, Patrick Mahomes, nine. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't think he's that much different than the but other But they don't, they're not necessarily measuring here. Is this a two quarterback league? Is this a, this I is just an average dra- right. draft, but. Don't take a quarterback in the first round, folks, no, if you're in a single no. quarterback league. I don't care who the quarterback is. I wonder if there's some kids that just want to do that. You know, like my 15-year-old does a mock draft every day. And, yeah. You know, I'm sure his buddies take Mahomes earlier than they should. Yeah. You know, things like that. Um, Nick but, Chubb, 10. Okay. Real quick, though, Elliot Barkley, Jones have all starting to spike a little bit more. They're starting to heat up. Well, I think there's been some injuries to other yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, um, I think people are realizing that the, the running back – they're starting order. to feel more comfortable with them. Yeah. And frankly, you see Zeke Elliott on hard knocks and it's easier to pick them and things like that. Barkley's yeah. coming back. Uh, at 10, Chubb. 11 is Saquon Barkley. That's down six spots. Mm, I was just saying he's up. I think he's starting to trend the right direction, but maybe not because on, he's on their actually list, it's down six spots. I don't now. know when the last time that they yeah, yeah, yeah. updated this was. but Well, he just got activated like two days ago. Yeah. So maybe that's not taking effect yet. How do I don't we know where feel to about him. I don't know what to do with Saquon, Saquon Barkley in this year. I think he's a guy that you want to see playing the preseason. He's not going to, I don't think. I think he's someone you just want someone else to draft higher than you want to. Yeah. You know, and that might burn you because he is ultra, ultra productive when healthy, but that team stinks. They're the bad. Line's bad. Yeah. You know, uh, and the injuries are massive over the last couple of years. And they play two games against Washington, which is going to be tough, yeah. tough yeah. sledding. Philadelphia will be tough sledding. That, that defense won't be terrible. Yeah. Right. Um, 12 is Austin Eckelar. And I know you like Austin Eckelar. I do, in but that in spot. that neighborhood. I think that's too high for him. I don't. I, some of these running backs who are right after him mm-hmm. are going to get way more touches. I bet. I, again, I, I should mention this because I'm hosting a, a live fantasy chat today. Check my t- Twitter timeline. And, and so I've done my initial very rough draft rankings. I have Najee and Gibson ahead of Eckler, even though I still think I'm pretty high on Eckler. You know, I had Chubb behind all those guys. I, uh, yeah. Was um, the guy you mentioned already. My problem with Eckler is that he's never – he's 26 years old now. He's not a, he, oh, he's, no, he's right, not right, a young right, guy. Right. He's been in the league for a few years now. Never scored more than three rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Never carried the ball more than 150 times. Right. I can't take that guy as my number one back, even if I think he's going to catch 80 passes this year. And I know people are thinking, well, he's going to be Kamara in their offense. I think he will. I think he's, he's plug and play talent, Kamara. But he's not as talented as Kamara. Kamara's a better player. Right. Without question. Uh, his With a better offensive line. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. The, the Saints line was really good. But I think the Chargers have a good line. I, I just, mean, Eckler to me, right around the 1-2 turn, I'm very fine with. But I'm not saying, okay, so 13 is Tyreek Hill. Yeah. You know I'm going to take a back over right. receiver no matter what. Yeah. But, yeah. 14 is Jonathan Taylor. That's a conversation to me. Yeah. I don't know how many balls Taylor's going to catch. I think he'll catch some. He did. Yeah. And Rivers is a checkdown master, though. Wentz will still throw to the running backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he checked. Marlon Max is looking good though, and is not going away. Uh, Fifteen is Josh Allen. Again, don't take nah, quarterback high, that high. Right, right, right. Sixteen is Najee Harris. I'm taking Najee Harris ahead of Eckler. I and Gibson as well. Gibson and, Gibson and Harris well. to me, I'm really torn who's ahead and of. And we're who. gonna get to Gibson here. He's, we still, I've, I still haven't mentioned him. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, Seventeen is Stephon Diggs. Okay. 
I mean, all those receivers, I don't care what order people have them in. They're, they're all good. 18's Joe Mixon. Okay. I'll take Ekelar ahead of Joe Mixon. Yeah. But Mixon's think, workload could be as good as Harris or Gibson. But or can he stay be, healthy? He's just burned you a couple times. Yeah. And he's not super young anymore either. I'm shocked I haven't. we haven't gotten the Gibson yet here. Right, right, right. 19's DeAndre Hopkins. I get it. I mean, he's one of those elite receivers. 20 is George Kittle. That's okay. too high for me. That's a little rough. 21 is Calvin Ridley. I'm taking Ridley. Waller over Kittle. I'm taking Waller over Kittle, yes, absolutely. 21 is Calvin Ridley. Sure. 22, DK Metcalf. Okay. I have Metcalf pretty high on my list. I think he's up for a huge one. Uh, 23 is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I wouldn't have him over Gibson. Ahead of Gibson. Right, right. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with Hilaire. Yeah. I mean, I think he's like the 12th back or so. But it's kind of the, the whole, to me, him and Ekelar are kind of similar. How many touchdowns, right. how many rushing touchdowns do they score? Few. Few. Yeah. I, I like Ekelar's situation and track record better, but their usage will probably be very similar. Yeah. You know. Uh, 24 is Justin Jefferson. He's great. Yeah. 25 is finally Antonio Gibson. If you can get Antonio Gibson at 25 in your draft – uh, if I you should this... you should just stand up and just drop your do a jig drop your stuff and say yeah. okay draft is done that's the first pick in the third round so if you got the first pick you got McCaffrey you come out of that with McCaffrey or something Justin like Jefferson and Antonio Gibson yeah 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 wow in a twelve team league you're I'm putting a chip down on you to win it yeah I mean frankly if you told me I could have Gibson with the first pick in the second round I think that's where he should go somewhere in that heartbeat range. right now yeah, somewhere I mean, in that range he's gonna catch the football I had him I think he's like my eighth overall player and they're all running back so he's my eighth running back maybe even seventh I mean yeah. like I had him really high 26 is DeAndre Swift interesting I just read an article I think I sent and it that's to down you, of Lions preview stuff yeah Really productive, but in spurts last year. Yeah. And I think Jamal Williams is not going away. Uh, one thing I noted when I did some Lions research, every, I mean, Swift was inactive, but every snap that Goff took, Williams was on the field. Yeah. I mean, coaches love Williams. He and they gave him money right off the bat. It comes back to the pass blocking yeah. trust. They just trust him. You know, yeah. every coach he's been around loves him. He's a guy that's kind of sneaky. He is. Because uh, he won't fall apart if they're down 30. Yeah. 27 to A.J. Brown. That's sure. right. You know, 28, Keenan Allen. Super steady. I know Keenan Allen is super steady, but I guarantee there's some receivers below him. Like, I know what his ceiling and floor are. I know they were just listed ahead of him, but like Metcalf or A.J. Brown have much higher ceilings. Much higher ceilings. Like, like McLaurin if, might have a higher ceiling. If you're trying to win your league. Mm-hmm. Doubles are great. Yeah, but... Keenan Allen's great as your number two. Like, he's a really right. high-end number two. I don't want him as my number one. Not so much. I mean, I mean, it's safe. It's it's risk averse. You know, if, you, if you went running back, running back, and then you take Keenan Allen, you're mm-hmm. like, okay, that's fine. I'm fine. But you better hit a home run with your third receiver. Or yeah, something like that. I mean, you don't win leagues with doubles. Twenty nine, Darren Waller. A little we, low. We, I mean, we've already talked. I, take, I would take Waller. I would yeah. flip flop Waller and kill. Yeah, me too. Thirty, J.K. Dobbins. I, I keep warming up to him. I mean, it's, when you when you actually put it on paper and build a spreadsheet, I had him pretty high. I had him like right there in terms of backs. I mean, I think it's probably the whatever back number that is. I think is where I have Dobbins after the first tier. There's a whole run of quarterbacks here. Then next. okay, we can probably skip those guys. But Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers. Too high for Herbert. Yeah, a little high for Rodgers too. Over Dak. 
I'd take Jackson Wilson. versus Murray is an argument. Yeah, yeah, it a, is. But as the number three quarterback, I think the number two, first two quarterbacks. You think Allen's a clear two? I, I think Mahomes and Allen are. Here's the thing about Allen. He's going to throw 35 touchdown passes. Yes. And he'll probably score another six or seven on the ground himself. Well, he'll beat Kyler and Lamar through the air. Yeah. Now that I know. He'll also run for four or 500 yards and score. He'll probably, probably out-touch down them as well. Probably. But Kyler was number one before he got injured. I know. I mean, him and Lamar. He was running at a ridiculous rate a ridiculous though before rate. he got injured. And the year before, Lamar like set fantasy records. I, I would rather just take whoever fell to me, but yeah, it is I would not to want to be the guy who made the first one of those picks, but no, yeah. or the second, right? Uh, and I'll take Dak over Rogers and yeah, and some of those other guys. Thirty-five's Allen Robinson. He's kind of Keenan Allen-ish. The problem with Allen Robinson that I have is the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. There. I don't know who you Do want. You trust those quarterbacks to get him the football consistently. I think it has to be Fields before long, but does that help him or hurt him? Yeah. But he's always had terrible quarterbacks. He always produces. Yeah. He's a great yeah. player. I mean, he produced with Blake Bortles. Right, right. Uh, 36 is David Montgomery. How about yeah. that? Two Bears. Yeah. But, like, I had Dobbins over Montgomery and felt good about it. He's okay. He's a starter. 37 is Chris Carson. I think Chris Carson might be a little undervalued for what he did last year. <laughs> it's funny you said that. I, I hate him. <laughs> I've mentioned my son. And he's as ordinary as, as grits. I know. But, and man, he produces. My, and my son last night's like, Dad, send me your list. I'm like I sent it to him, and of course, his first thought was, "You're too low on Carson," and, and I never get him anywhere. And I even said it on the air on one of my podcasts the other day. It's like I, to- I disrespect this guy every draft, and every draft he produces, I own zero shares of him anywhere. But he's good. I mean, you plug him in the starting lineup every week. If you went say like running, he's better Montgomery. This is at 37. So if you went running back, receiver, receiver with your next two picks. Mm-hmm. And you had to settle for Carson as your number two running back. You're fine. You're fine. If you look at the other running backs drafted in this area, Josh Jacobs, Montgomery um, was right before Miles Sanders, right? Like Montgomery, like Miles I'm Sanders. Take, there's a lot of variance with. I'm taking Carson above those guys, though. He's the Keenan yeah. Allen argument. He's the double. He's the double. Yeah. You know what Which you're going to get. A fourth rounder, great. Yeah. And there's an argument that he should be a late second rounder. Uh, Terry McLaurin, all the way down at 38. Too that's way undervalued. Me. Too low for me. Josh Jacobs at 39. That's right around where he belongs. Yeah, that's what he does every year, basically. Robert Woods. He's I think people are sleeping people. on him yeah. a little bit. He's not sexy either, but the situation's better than ever. He carries the football. He's really good. Yeah. Don't I, forget I, I about him. If you're, looking, you're looking for that high-end wide receiver, too, this year. Right. That will never hurt you. Yeah. He's going to go out. At the end of the year, you're going to look up, and he's going to have – 80, Eighty-five catches for over a thousand mm-hmm. yards and score eight touchdowns yep. and hundred yards rushing. And it yeah. could be better with Stafford. It won't be worse, right? Yeah. And then I don't know that their running game is going to be. I bet they throw a higher percentage. Yeah, now. yeah. Uh, this one's just way too low. Forty-one is C.D. Lamb. I get it. I mean, I like him a lot, but I I'd, I'd rather McLaurin. I think he's a high end. Wide receiver two. Yeah. This is low-end wide receiver two, maybe high-end wide receiver three. How many receivers listed above him would you rather have, though? I mean, there's so many good receivers. There's a lot. Would you rather have C.D. Lamb or, I mean, we talked about Allen Robinson's situation. I trust C.D. Lamb's situation. Lamb's the swing for the fences. Yeah. He's got a higher upside. I trust him. I'd rather have C.D. Lamb over Keenan Allen for the upside. I think so. Um, 
But that's a pretty tough. I mean, that's a tough neighborhood it's to shop tough, in. It, yeah. it really is. I think. I think what's pushing these guys down is the quarterbacks being ranked ahead of them. Which is, I'd never take. CD, I'd never take Josh Allen over CD Lamb. Yeah. Uh, Forty two is Miles Sanders. We talked a little bit about him. Yeah. I mean, there's some variance here. Forty three is Travis Etienne. I was really high on him. I'm starting to cool down a little when you start doing ranks. I don't know that I trust that coaching staff. I it's don't know what to think of that coaching staff. staff. Right. They hand they gave Joe Joe Schobert away. They gave for Schobert nothing. right, right. They've made strange when the rest moves. of the league is trying to acquire two coverage inside linebackers. Right, right, right. They gave one away. They gave one away and they do odd things. They finally released Tebow. I I I could see with them loving Robinson, but they used a first round pick on a running back. I guess that's the neighborhood, you know. Like, I'm kind of high on Trey Sermon. I, I think I have Sermon ahead of ATN. Uh, 44 is Amari Cooper, not from me. Yeah, not for me, but, but he's another one have, that I. And Lamb is going ahead of Cooper. That's what should. I think happen. that's right. Yeah. yeah. 45 Russell Wilson, the other quarterback. I would rather have Russell Wilson than Rodgers or a couple of guys or, or Herbert. Herbert. Yeah. yeah, me too. I think he's up for a huge year. He's actually one of my target quarterbacks for sure. 46 is Julio Jones, and he is not for me in that Tennessee Titans offense. You're thinking of the Julio Jones that played for Atlanta where they're putting the ball in the air 40 times a game? That will change. They're going to throw the ball, if they, if they have their way, 25 times in a game. Mm-hmm. Ten of those passes are going to go to A.J. Brown. Oh, yeah. He's going to be their leading receiver. Yeah. The thing What's I like that? about and Julio, Julio doesn't more. score touchdowns. He doesn't, and, it, and a lot of it isn't the Falcons' fault. It's Julio's fault. He's not a great go-up-and-get-it guy. Um, the thing I like about him that I think you aren't as fond of is if I take him in this neighborhood after going back heavy before that, my fourth receiver is probably going to be pretty good for when he gets hurt. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there'll be, I don't know, Judy or Claypool or somebody like that. There'll be a high upside guy that hopefully hits. Yeah. I just don't – I don't trust his track record of injuries, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've 40, never owned him, though. 47 is Dak Prescott. Too low. Way too low. Yeah. If you're going to rank those other quarterbacks right, ahead of right, right. Uh 48, Cooper Cup. Quality, but I don't know if he's for he's, me either. He's the double. He's again. the double, yeah, right. I'd much area. rather have Woods, though. They're not the same. Uh, 49, Mark Andrews. Yeah. I, I think he's ready for the bounce back. You know, yeah. That segment we did, the bounce back year. And 50, Kyle Pitts. Pitts versus Andrews versus Hawk, who wasn't mentioned. Hawkinson's is, not mentioned on there. I'm looking down here real quick to see where Hawkinson's going. I, tra- I change those three every day. Oh, my day. goodness. Hawkinson. I'm down in the 80s, and Hawkinson's not. Dallas Goddard's on there before Hawkinson. Wow. I would have Hawkinson. Hawkinson's my four right now. You sure you didn't miss him? I might have missed him. I'm looking back through here again. There he is. Okay. 64. That's still too low. That's too low. Him, Pitts, Andrews, to me, are their own tier. I would rather, I out of that three, I might rather, I would go Hawkinson, Pitts, that's how I have it right now. Yeah, I, I was fiddling with it last night. That's how I have it right now. Yeah. But I change it all the time. Yeah. I think I'm pretty set on that unless mm-hmm. unless Pitts comes out in the preseason and just tears it up. But Hawkinson was very productive when he was on the field last yeah, year. Normally absolutely. get better. Yeah. But that's going to do it uh, for today's Fantasy Football Focus. Back so on Monday. We'll be back on Monday after uh, the Steelers play their third preseason game. We'll wrap that up for you. He is uh, Matt Williamson. We uh, want to thank uh, Brian LaMartina uh, for keeping us on the air over the course of the show. Uh, and we want to thank you the listeners for uh, tuning in. I'm Dale Lolly. We'll see you uh, on the drive. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR.